This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a podcast of Transpositions on Joy 94.9. For more, head to joy.org.au forward slash transpositions. Good evening. It is Tuesday night again. You are listening to Transpositions. My name is Michelle, joined by my gorgeous co-host, Nixie. Oh, Michelle, you're such a flirt. I know I am. You're always flirting with me. What is it? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to be nice to you because tonight I, I decided that I needed to bring in your psych, and we need, we're need we going to have a long talk about how crazy you are. No, I'm not crazy, I promise. And my psychiatrist... He, he, asked, he asked if, we, if, we, if this is going to be a four-hour show, so, I mean, you know... Hey, look, it's only an hour session, normally. I mean, it's longer than the three-hour tour on uh, Gilligan's Island, so, you know... Oh, God, you are crazy. Yeah, that is absolutely right. Look, you know, Michelle has said, yes, we do have my... One of my favourite doctors coming through. We do have Dr. Don't Yoko. suck up. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to be really nice to him. <laughs> Dr. Yoko Erasmus. He is the head of the Monash Health Gender Dysphoria Unit. So he is with us tonight, and he's going to be able to hopefully, maybe, possibly, if you're extra extra nice with what you say to us, maybe answer some questions. So if you do have questions, you know the deal. You know how to get through us. Well, this is a magic way in which you'd go and do it. We're listening to you. SMS 0427-JOY949. Email onair at joy.org.au or call us 1300-JOY949. Yes, so that is the magic way that you do get in contact with us. And if you do have a question for Dr. Yako, as I said, he is the head of the Monash Health Gender Dysphoria Unit. Or clinic, I should say, is probably the correct way of saying it. I might get in trouble later on. So we get, we do a prognosis on you, put you on the couch... I have him ask you about your mother. <laughs> That's a touchy subject. No, well, let's not go there. Anyway, look, I tell you what, we do have some great music lined up for you guys tonight. I have gone what, all what, out. Uh, you always have your little I list. have gone all out again tonight. For What's the our theme? So I've gone 2012. 2012? I've gone 2012. Okay. So I, I do actually have lined up for tonight. I do have some Maroon 5, Aguilera. Okay, they're coming very, very soon, so you know, make sure you do safe for that. Um, I do have some Simple Plan. I do have some Kesha. Oh. I do have some One Direction. You were so dancing that first one. I'm going to take a video of you dancing to that, too. You sure? <laughs> hey, they got me headbanging last week. <laughs> actually, yes, I did. And I've also got some David Getter as well and Nicki Minaj, and I've got a good music tonight. So That's good stuff. As I usually do. So I tell you what, how about... How about we have some Maroon 5 and we have some Kristen Aguilera and we talk about maybe some moves like Jagger. You're listening to Transpositions, Joy 94.9. Just shoot for the stars if it feels right and aim for my
is right it is a diverse sound for a diverse bunch bunch of people michelle how are you i'm doing good honey how are you very good guess what time it is michelle it's that time isn't it yes very friendly news so michelle i know that you were sort of well you're you're, you were trying to find something different on the interwebs tonight. oh my god i'm so sick of bathrooms i'm sick of north carolina i am sick of just it's all the same junk isn't it crazy? Trans 101, how not to talk to a trans person. <laughs> you know? uh, you know? Truth, myths, and lies. You know? Just come on. We, we've done an episode about talking about what not to say to a trans person. Actually, I went on, yeah. it was a while ago, um, last year, I went on Bent TV and I did a thing as well. Yeah. What not to say to a trans person. Just, I, think we get the, I think we get the idea now. I, you know, it's like, like, come on, guys, okay. let's move along. Let's move, exactly. Let's move along, people. Okay. So, so outside bathrooms, outside North Carolina, outside, well, let's, I'll touch on the U.S. first. So Nigerians hate Caitlyn Jenner's transgender reality so much they got it banned throughout Africa. Are you serious? I'm fair dinkum. It so, is full on. <laughs> so okay, so let's talk about this um, about I am Kate. Now I I a while ago last year before I went to where I, I got invited to the, a preview, and I, I went to the preview of I am Kate, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, I like it. I think it's good. Oh boy, was I wrong! <laughs> but the first episode I liked, and I, I wrote it like a really positive review, and I thought it was really good. I thought it was going to set the framework and the groundwork of something really positive. But then she really opened her mouth. Yeah, and then it's just like it was all downhill from there. Yeah, it, it's it's just not getting the traction that it needs. Uh, and look, at the same time over there, they had um, uh, what's it called? I am Jazz has also been uh, banned as well there in, in Africa too. Are you so uh, yeah, yeah, they just they are not they're not fans. Okay, so do you know what we should do? We should try and get some funding from somewhere. I think we need to go to Africa. I think we, know, we need to go to the Nigerian Prime Minister. Look, we need to first do the and road trip across the U.S. before we do that. I think we need to go to North Carolina. Yeah, I'll go. Hell yeah. You know, you know what? I'll I was, do some grocery shopping. I, I was, uh, <laughs> some of the people who listen here, you might have come across one of our wonderful people called T. T's an announcer here. And um, T suggested, that if, we, if we had funding... We should go there. We should go to North. We should go to North Carolina, and we should pretend to be um, bathroom cops and actually ask cisgender people when they're going to the bathrooms for like IDs and proof that they are going to the right bathrooms. I reckon they'd be so cool. No, seriously, I'm gonna find a trans <laughs> man with a with, with a glorious beard and dressing like Jesus and have him walk around like Target or something, and just freak people out. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, that'll be even really better. You are different, Michelle, aren't you? <laughs> hey, that'll, that'll get their point across. Um, <laughs> okay, what else is well, There's some other cool stuff. Um, there was a, a Science Daily had an article regarding um, uh, hormone treatment in transgender persons could shed light on the role of sex hormones in bone density. Um, so male to female transgender persons have a greater increase in bone mineral density than female to male persons in the first year of hormone treatment. Um, and so, yeah, it sounds like they're, they're really kind of looking... What? Well, you know, we've got a doctor in the house. He might be able to answer that. He does your head. He doesn't go and, and talk about your bones. What? There's bones in my head, Michelle. Hello. <laughs> He's got to get through those to get to your brain. It's actually really funny when I had my face, <laughs> face work done. They actually cut out a piece of bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have talked through that. But they went. Did and they stuck send him a photo and say, "Yeah, there really is one in there"? No, but they went and stuck it back on and then sort of stitched <laughs> me back up again. They peeled me like a banana. It was crazy. <laughs> it was really funny. Did they have leftover screws and go, "Oh, but look, we didn't need them all." <laughs> it's really funny. A jerk. Couple screws in there now, but they're not quite loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tighten them all. Yeah, you do have screws no, in there, don't you? You're the one with loose screws at the moment. We've got the perfect person for you, Michelle. Oh uh, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need a th- I need a third opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I'll give you the fourth opinion. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Chinese transgender man man fights for job equality. A 28 year old transgender man who goes by the name Mr. C has become the public face of the fight for job equality in China, where sexual and gender minorities are only the beginning to emerge from virtual invisibility. Okay. It sounds like he's taking a page out of my book. Sounds like <laughs> Okay, what else do we have? Um, Single-sex schools in transition as transgender students gain acceptance. So we've got um, the only male student at his Catholic girls' school. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, Hank, run that by me again, because I was busy so doing something tra- else. Y- y- pay attention. Okay? Uh, I'm getting the show ready. I'm getting the show ready. Oh, we've already started. Yeah, exactly. You're a few minutes late. Anyway, so basically, trans teenager. Yes. Okay. Uh, female to male. Right. At a girls' school, was in transition, and is the only boy at this... Tra- at this. Yeah. Where, whereabouts is this? Oh, this one is in... Oh, where the hell is this one? Um... I think it's here, actually. <gasps> really? Yeah, exactly. How does that work? No idea. So it's in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Which state? Don't tell me Victoria. No, no, no. Uh, didn't say. Queensland? I don't know. Didn't could say. be Queensland. Could be Queensland. Could be Queensland. <laughs> I, I was going to say, actually, talking about news and those kinds of things, I came across a really good news story, actually. Well, sort of a good news story, but mm-hmm. one of the things I'd come across in a, for a while is that there was no... Um, there was no uh, health services for LGBTI people in the Northern Territory. And mm. what's happened recently is they're actually opening uh, an LGBTI centre up oh, in are they? Because I heard the family's are moving to Queensland. Yeah. So, well, yeah, so there's a, not Queensland, Darwin, Northern no, Territory. No, 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 they're moving from Northern Territory, Darwin. They're going to, like, Queensland because that's Oh, that's they right. Got. Yeah, so they're, yeah. Yeah, they're doing that. But... The guys at Northside Clinic, I think they're actually doing something in Darwin. So they're established. Yes. So one of the doctors, um, Dr. Ruth, I think she's going up there for about a month or so to sort of help set up and get people working and doing things. Well, they need it. I think that's really good because now they're not going to have to go from Darwin to Queensland to get help, whether it be HIV stuff or whether it be um, sexual health or whether it be trans related issues. I think it's great news. Guess what? What's that? You're out of your internet it, interwebs time. No, you are. Guess what? <gasps> it's done. Yeah, so, just shut my mic off. Uh, I no, don't shut up. <laughs> guess what? I'm not going to do that tonight. Look at tell you what, I'm going to play some. She's been good because you're here. That's yeah, what, I think that's it. So she doesn't come across as crazy. <laughs> You're the crazy woman, Michelle. She, she's got her finger like right at the button. You're she's massaging to, the button too. You're, you're listening. To Transpositions. Join only four point. No. 
Hi, this is Dami Im. Support Joy 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 94.9 by becoming a member. Call 1300 Joy 949 now. Joy 94.9. Gotta love some heartbeats. That was Simple Plan, Get Your Heart On.
You are listening to Transpositions. Join 94.9. That didn't sound right. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you did the same thing, didn't you? Thing. What? What? You said it so fast. You said, get your heart on. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. What an introduction. Wow, guess okay. what? <laughs> do, we, do, do we need to have to t- you know, speak about your Freudian slips here with the doctor? Yeah, that is very good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, don't do that. <laughs> so we're here to talk about your mother. <laughs> Michelle? And she cringes. No, don't touch my mic. Michelle? <laughs> that, that, that button looks really good. So we do have... Um, Yako, welcome to us. Welcome to our show. We do have um, Dr. Yako Erasmus, and as I said before, he is the head of the Gender Swara Unit at Monash Health, which and he's come to talk to us about stuff. He, he, he said once you start talking, he's going to actually put it, turn, start the clock. Is he? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Look, I was going to say... It's it sounds like a petrol pump. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I, I was going to say, if you guys do have a question for Yako, if you do have something that you want to say, send us a text message, 0427 JOY949, or you can also email us on, joy, on, on air, on air joy. at joy.org.au. Michelle, what's going on with you tonight? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> don't, I was going to ask the doctor, I see, you know, h- how long did it take you to finally figure out Migsy's problems? Uh, we're still in the process. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four <laughs> years <Michelle. laughs> So, Dr. Yaka, you are, obviously, you're quite nervous coming in, which is okay. It's just Michelle and I, and it's just you talking in this room, and it's all good. Only all of Melbourne can hear you. I think Russia can too. Russia, I'm yeah. sure Vladimir Putin's really interested in what yeah, yeah, I have yeah. to say. <laughs> but let's 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 not talk about Russia. Let's not talk about no. Vladimir Putin. Let's start to talk about the Monash Health um, yes. Gender Dysphoria Unit. Now, you've recently become the head of that unit. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. <clears throat> so, um, Dr. Finton Hart stood down in December, and in March they offered me the position, which I. Um, was very honoured to take on. It's a, it's a great position. Um, got some fabulous um, leaders who've who've led the clinic in the past, um, and it's. Uh, I keep saying these are very exciting times, and it's the best time to be trans and gender diverse in Melbourne at the moment. It really is. One of the things I, I suppose I wanted to sort of really start to get my mind around is it is basically, it is under new management. You've started from scratch, so to speak. What are the, some of the things, or Michelle's putting your finger up. Well, me, I was going to say, of, for those who don't know what the centre is. Yeah, well, what is? Why don't we explain yeah, what the centre is? Let's talk about what the centre is. We're coming is. This, and then we we're going to talk about under new exactly. management. Yeah. You can explain to us, in your words, what the centre is. Absolutely. So we're one of the only um, publicly funded gender clinics in the country. Uh, we're the largest. Uh, we've been operating since 1975, I think it was. Uh, we're primarily a mental health clinic. So when I started, uh, well, uh, there have been two psychiatrists. We're tiny, tiny clinic. We're only open two days a week. So the two psychiatrists are only employed for a half an, after, uh, an afternoon each, so one day in total. We have a psychologist who works there for two days, a social worker for two days, and that's it. Um, so it's a really small clinic. Um, the clinic does get funding as well to pay for speech therapy, and we have a small amount of money that can go to help people pay for surgery. Uh, we've got very good relationships with private uh, surgeons and endocrinologists, but and they're, in, they're all private. So that's what it is at the moment, and it's a very small, small clinic. Okay. So... Under new management, so you are now the new head of the unit. What exactly has changed and what are you planning to change in, in the future with, with the clinic itself? 
Correct. So I suppose the first thing that I wanted to do was um, I wanted to place far less emphasis on the psychiatry component of the clinic. And I know that over the years I've been listening to, to consumers, everyone's saying we want more psychology, more counselling support. And so the first change that I made was to, to increase the amount of psychology time that we have at the clinic. Um, I thought that was very important. Second one was that we still have a major problem with our waiting list. Um, it's been 12 months. I think it's almost 18 months at the moment. And we know that that's the most dangerous time for people. Once they've made the decision, they've been umming and eyeing and toiling over it for years, and they've made the decision, now I need to do something. And then to be told, oh, good luck, it's 12 to 18 months. So a very dangerous time, that. And so we've uh, arranged for our social worker to actually make contact with people who are on the waiting list to provide support while they're waiting. And that's one thing we talked about off air before we came on was, when I started my transition, same as you, Mings, we had, mm. didn't know where to go, and, you know, what to do. And I know I was told the same thing, 12-month wait, and unless I went private, and I'm still paying that off on my credit card now, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, well, it's the same thing with me as well. I had the same sort of deal. And it's just like, well, what do you do? You have to go private, hmm. unfortunately. And it is expensive. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean in the nicest possible way, but there's obviously You'll difference. take your hormones away. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. But but you know, obviously there's, it, there is a difference in terms of you know if you have mm. to go private, you know, sometimes that's what you have to do because exactly. of the wait times. But moving forward, obviously psychology is one of the big things. How has things changed? Well, how are you planning on having things change? Because the previous model obviously was quite limited with the amount of psychologists yeah. that were out there. Is there like a net- network? of psychologists being established, or what's happening in that space? Yeah, so the other big change we made is that two years ago, Fintan Hart and myself recognised that there were a couple of psychologists who were interested in working privately in the field but didn't have the confidence, I suppose, to, to do the work. And so we set up a um, peer support group. Um, it started off with four of us, and I'm pleased to say we're now 16. So there's Did definitely a, an interest in working in the field do you see do you think that will start seeing those wait times dropping then well it's i certainly what i've noticed is that our referral number um over the last two years has plateaued so i'm wondering whether the reason it's plateaued is because people are are going private Hmm. because what we saw with the um with the adolescent uh center was an exponential increase in terms of new referrals that were going through in that space but obviously yours it's plateaued but as you said, it seems that they're going through to private practice. So Correct, it's yeah. not being captured. Well, it's good that there's more coming up. Because I know with us, as we got more involved in things, we started seeing within the forums, whatever, that there was only you and Fenton. It's the only people anyone talked about. And so it's nice that we're start, going to start seeing some new names and they're all going to be associated with the clinic. Uh, well, um, certainly, as I say, we, we, we're all um, kind of keen on working together. Um, the clinic's intake uh, worker um, has everyone's details, so we can provide that information. Uh, we're actually looking at setting up a website or a Facebook page that uh, it's, it's, it's a one place we can go to to get information about who's out there and available. Um, obviously, one of our big issues is accessibility for people who are remote and distant, and so we provide information of who is able to offer telehealth com- uh, consultations, um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, there's probably a lot more that we can talk about. We are going to have a short message and then we are going to come back. So, as I said, if you do have messages for Yako, 0427 Joy 949, or also email us on air at joy.org.au is the way to reach us. Um, I have got some messages.
And I've got some great music lined up, so make sure you do stay with us. You are listening to Transpositions Joy 94.9. Hello, this is Julia Zamiro, and you're listening to Joy 94.9. Lucky you. Listening transpositions, join ninety four point nine. That got some Kesha going on and die young. Michelle's giggling away. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to screw it up. <laughs> no, I'm. You, I'm you're being cons- good. You're trying to be good tonight because I'm, your doctor's here. I'm a consummate, consummate professional, Michelle. You, <laughs> you are. Know that. Shush. I am. I'm very professional when it comes hey, look, to the radio. Look, you're right, boob. Can you just like, <laughs> get rid of that, please? 
Oh, yeah. it's probably some of my dinner, which is <laughs> probably is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate when you go like the the the, the movies and get popcorn down your bra, and I'm gonna and I, I just go and fish for it. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen to me. Because you wear like turtlenecks and stuff, you're 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 like up to the you're like a nun. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like a nun, Michelle. Look, you know about me, my my religious beliefs. There are none. There are none. <laughs> there are none. So, doctor, doctor, <laughs> doctor. Um, so we were talking about some of the things you're hoping to change or uh, going forward with the center. Or can you explain maybe a bit more about that? Well, it's a bit like Christmas because the government's given us bucket loads of money. Which um, is nice. Which is very exciting. This, uh, it's very impressive. And uh, a lot of people obviously have put, uh, uh, you know, have, have added to that. So, you know, people like um, David Clark, who's the head of Monash Health um, Mental Health, Fintan Hart, Vicky Sinnott, and, um, but the task force as well uh, with Brenda Appleton did a lot of lobbying to, to get that funding secured. And so six million, I think, will go a long way. Um, we've clearly got a task to make sure that we uh, make a service that's accessible um, in terms of geographic location, time, etc., but also comprehensive. So it's not just going to be a mental health clinic. We need to be able to provide um, endocrinology, hair removal, surgery, the whole lot. So clearly, with the, the change of times in the recent years, it's, it's clear that there's a need for the change in the upgrade of the centre. Absolutely. It's huge. So where do you start first? What's your first issue that you want to tackle moving forward once the funding's released? So we need to um, kind of design the service and work out which components we want, what the priorities are. And uh, so what we've decided in, in, in line with Monash Health's policies is that we, we are very keen on a client-centered approach with consumer participation. So we're setting up a consumer advisory group, um, which uh, we can be advertising that perhaps through you guys within the next uh, few weeks. Um, for people to come and join the group um, and meet with us at Monash Health to, so that the, the, the clinic is yours and it's, uh, it's important that you contribute to, to how it's set up. Definitely. So people can start to come up with ideas and how best suits them or what could be good for the community overall, yeah. which is good. It is good. I, I'd say some of the best things that, that one of the things I, I think um, through transition, like in the early days of transition, once you start, it's knowing where you can go and get more advice on, on and just even that mental health during that time until things sort of settle. And it'd be great to see what kind of services are there to help in that period. Um, now, over the years, I've heard so many different myths about the gender center and, and all that stuff. Can yeah, you, can I've, heard, you, can I've, heard, you, I've heard some crazy ones as well. Yeah, can you just gay, catch us up? Yeah, the whole gatekeeper mentality. And yeah, yeah, but I, I think that that's, I mean, we're talking two decades ago. We are talking, well, even Nearly. more recently than that as yeah. well. But, but see, I, I don't think we've played that recently, but can you debunk or tell us maybe the latest of, of the environment or the culture of, of the gender center? Sure, well, certainly the biggest one that I still get people getting very anxious about is the idea that I'm going to tell them whether they're trans or not um, and and whether they're trans enough to even go ahead with, with, with any kind of um, hormone-related uh, medical transition. Uh, that's certainly not my role. So what is your role then? How does it work? Because if you're not there to tell them that they're not trans enough, well, well, what are you there for? Well, I'm there to make sure that they're not mentally ill. Right. Because if you're, in terms of your, I'm, I'm curious about how you've come to the re- realization of what your gender identity is. Yes, yeah. exactly. Could you come to the, the realization of your gender identity? Well, yeah, we're talking to Yako. <laughs> He's answering the question. <laughs> no, go ahead. But that's a really good point. It, it is a good point. Yeah. 
So uh, it's, it's really about uh, if you've come to that realization through some kind of mental illness, uh, either through you know, some kind of psychotic process or severe personality disorder, um, then it's important that we treat that. Um, so actually, you want to come to me and I don't give you a diagnosis. That's the good thing. So not getting a diagnosis is actually the right way of going. Absolutely. But when you talk about comorbidities in terms of what happens, which can be, I suppose, would you say a comorbidity or is there something else which is going which may, thinks, which may make someone think that they are trans? Does that happen pretty often or how well, does that work? So, so people, comorbidity, uh, people worry about that because they, they often want to try and uh, minimize the fact that they might suffer from a personality disorder or have uh, or neurodiverse and have Asperger's or anything like that because they don't want to tell us about that in case they think, oh, you know, if I, if I have a comorbidity, I'm not allowed to transition. Um, and that's not the case at all. We're, we're more than happy to support you. Um, it's just about the level of support that you need. Uh, invariably, people with significant comorbidities need extra support, and that's what it's about. It's about setting up that extra support. There's a difference between comorbidity and a differential diagnosis. So uh, some people who have, um, as I say, um, let's see, psychosis, where they hear voices telling them to transition, um, that's one example. Or a person with different personalities, split personalities, where there are male and female personalities, and both personalities are arguing about what the body should look like. So therefore, they're the types of issues that you really need to try and work through and try and understand. Yeah. Because I suppose a rational person wouldn't come to you saying, oh, I just want to transition just for the hell of it, just for just for shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, this is not something I, I'd wish on anyone, <laughs> to be quite honest. It's, if, you, if I could have come to you and actually you said to me that, no, no, you're not trans, I probably went, then what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> Because it's a crazy thing to go through, isn't it? Oh, I, like I said, you know, it, it's not something I would, I really would wish on anyone. Yeah, and that's what I try and tell parents as well, who are often really scared that their child's made the, right, the wrong decision. I said, actually, you need to encourage your child because this is amazing courage that they mm. have to mm. face this. That's a big thing. Mm. What are some of the other myths which have happened within the clinic over the past couple of years, which are really they, they are just myths? I think we're, I think we're, we're turning into myth, mythbusters here. Yeah, we are. We could, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and Andy. Yeah. Can I be the one with a really big walrus mustache? Yeah, well, that's okay. You. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can be Adam Savage. <laughs> that sounds good. The balding one. <laughs> no, I'm not quite balding, but I've got the blonde hair. Okay, there you go. It's very grey underneath, really. I just want the big walrus mustache. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> I had a goatee at one stage. Yeah, no, so did I. You did too. Sorry. Anyway, oh, sorry, Yako. Well, that that uh, uh, you look great with a goatee. I'll, I'll show you a picture later. The segue to that is non-binary. More than happy with non-binary identities. There was this myth that we don't see people who are um, non-binary, and that's not true. I even use they pronouns. Great. So non-binary. Do you get many non-binary uh, clients coming through? Many. We're yeah. starting to get really. Uh, it's it's really good. I think people are feeling far more comfortable. And to be honest, I think they probably have a tougher journey uh, just because society still doesn't get non-binary identities. Society's starting to get its head around trans, but uh, non-binary, it's tough. Yeah, so binary trans people starting to, but yeah. Would you eventually see maybe non-binary becoming its own sort of category separate from trans, or or do you still see that as, as trans as well? Um, so uh, there's a That's huge one thing I'm, I'm still curious about. But I suppose when you look at it, it's actually on a continuum, the the, the mm. gender continuum from one side to another. Yeah. Um, you know, both you and I probably identify on, on one side, but the, my take on it is people sort of sit somewhere on that continuum, yeah, true. one or the other. 
Um, there are 20 million Australians and there are probably 20 million gender identities. <laughs> wow, which <laughs> is kind of, kind of really scary. I saw a statistic a while ago which said there's like about 0.3% of the population were gender variant or gender diverse. Is that a, a realistic, a realistic statistic, statistic, do you think? Well, unfortunately, we don't know. And unless we do that in the census, uh, we're not going to know. Yeah. Uh, it could be anything, up, even up to 2%. Up to 2% of people. That's what but I seriously, think. is anybody really hardcore one way or the other? Well, yeah. Or, or in the middle. I mean, it's because I mean, I got my days where I, I can be a bit fluid and I throw on a ball cap and some in a, in a hockey jersey. You look kind of cute when you like that as well. Well, you know, I rock it though. Yeah, you do actually. <laughs> but it's just looking you know, at this. Moments as well. Like I go through my stages where I don't feel very femme. I just jeans and t shirt I don't think I've ever seen you do anything masculine since transition. I'm quite comfortable <laughs> within myself now. Thank you very much, Michelle. You are doing quite well. Thank you. I'm giving you trouble. Oh. But, but <laughs> while, while we've got another minute left, Miss, what other minute? What sort of other Miss uh, are there that you've come across? Um, well, I think the. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, do we need a diagnosis? Well, I don't think we do. Um, I, I really, I'm very disappointed that the, the DSM still is, diagnosis still exists, and I'm looking forward to the day that that goes. Um, what I am hoping people have is that they do have persistent gender dysphoria, but that's just a phenomenon. That's not a diagnosis. Mm. And I think we will go. Uh, 2018 is going to be a very exciting year when the ICD publishes its new uh, classification system because that'll be the first time that gender variance leaves the mental health chapter and becomes its uh, a category of its own. So just to clarify, ICD and DSM, for those who don't know, what, 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 first of all, what's DSM? So the DSM is a diagnostic manual for psychiatric disorders. It's written by the Americans for the Americans. It's a money well, like, cash cow like, for the Americans. Like people Whereas, in North Carolina and those guys. <laughs> let's not go there. But what's ICD? So the ICD is the International Classification of Disease published by the World Health Organization. It covers all sorts of medical conditions. So two separate organizations altogether huge difference okay yeah, come back actually i've got, I've got some follow-up actually a, a weird twist to that we'll okay all right we're going to post some messages and we're going to come back you are listening to transpositions join 94.9 don't go anywhere we're going to follow up with those amazing questions you're listening to Megzi and michelle hello there i'm funny lady judith lucy support joy 94.9 or else get it you're insecure don't know what for you're turning heads when you walk through the door Don't need makeup to cover up Being the way that you are is enough Everyone else in the room can see it Everyone else but you Baby, you light up my world like nobody else The way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed But when you smile at the ground it ain't hard
my world like nobody else The way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed But when you smile at the ground it ain't hard to tell You are listening to Transpositions. This is Michelle and Mingzi. Yes, that's what makes you beautiful. Oh, Michelle, thank you. Especially when you're giving me the middle finger off air. (laughs) I was going to say, I love One Direction. You do love One Direction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, I've been enjoying giving you trouble with your doctor here. You know I love you. Michelle, you actually really am embarrassing me here. Good. I'm going to have to pay double for the next time I go. Good. (laughs) 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 Oh, you paid double. (laughs) He'd be like, I think I need to see Michelle. There's something wrong with her. (laughs) I'm going to be talking to to Yako just about you. Yeah, definitely. So I'm having issues with my partner (laughs) on air. So so we were talking about um, the DSM. Yes. And I said it was interesting that certain companies have found loopholes because the DSM, they can get support and services from the government and things like employment and whatever. And so can you explain a bit more how that's going to affect? Yeah, this is unfortunately a problem that... um uh, the other place we've seen it is with uh, superannuation, that they often want to know what your diagnosis is if you want er- early release of superannuation. And also for paying the insur- health insurance companies for paying for uh, chest surgery, for example, um, they actually need a diagnosis. And some of them actually want the, the insist it must be a psychiatric diagnosis, and therefore you need psychiatric cover um, to, to get uh, Top surgery, which is just insane. So, so a cisgendered woman can go and get like four top ups and triple G implants, but we need to get a letter. But she won't get. She won't be able to use her health insurance. Mm. Um, so that's that's the only difference. But so that is one of the problems: is that if the uh, the diagnosis goes from DSM, what happens? And my hope is that ICD will then take that place. Okay. Uh, ICD gets used in the UK and and many other countries. Um, so there really is no need for a psychiatric diagnosis. Which is good. Yeah, that's very good. We're not crazy. No. We're definitely not crazy. But the, actually, I was... I can g- confirm. <laughs> yes, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. No, I'm an atheist. <laughs> he can come anytime he likes. But this is the thing. Look, you see all these stories going around saying that yeah, trans people, they're, they're mentally insane, they're crazy, they should be in asylums and those kinds of things. But really, in reality, we're quite rational, normal people for the most part. Except for the strange twitch I've got. <laughs> but no, seriously speaking, it's just like, it seems to be quite irrational when people say those kinds of things. Absolutely. In terms of, um, you know, severe psychiatric conditions like schizophrenia, that's actually pretty rare. Um, but the, unfortunately, you know, depression, anxiety is incredibly prevalent in the community. But that's not because of their, um, uh, because, because you're trans, it's because of society's reaction to the fact that you're trans. That's the stigmatism which comes along with it. That's right. Yeah, which is kind of scary. Yeah, a lot of education tonight. That's good. I'm learning stuff. <laughs> I won't have to go to another session. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coastal King is saying, yes, you do. <laughs> Damn, I thought I got away with it. But, you know, what are the, I saw this statistic a little while ago, I think it was something that you delivered, which said that there was a 28% chance of, uh, 28% of trans people commit suicide in between, in between the time they, they come out and and seek help before they finally get help is that that's that's a real statistic which is really quite scary when you think about it it is very scary um and uh but there are vulnerable times throughout that's certainly one of the biggest ones um once you've started transition that's a vulnerable time as well because again it's the stigma from society uh post-surgery all these are all very vulnerable times the, um, the annoying thing, of course, is that uh, some of the right-wing lobbyists have, have jumped onto some of the st- stats and misinterpreted them and given us false information. Um, you know, there's no doubt that when you look at suicide attempts, the suicide attempts dramatically lower as people transition. So we're doing the right thing. And that's even after surgery as well? Even after surgery. It's still a little bit higher than the general population, but certainly the numbers drop dramatically. But as we talked about in previous shows, and you had to do things with, wasn't so much the surgery itself, but it had to do a lot with the reaction from society and, mm-hmm. and people's dealing with the stigma from, from and, and just personal attacks and everything. So, the, the, well, Yeah, and look, the other question I was going to ask, sort of just coming off the surgery question, does it matter as to what type of surgery? Because when we look at trans people, there's lots of different types of surgeries that they can have for trans men. It can be top surgery or it can be lower surgery. For trans women, it could be facial surgery or it could be voice. It could be, I don't know, breast augmentation and genital yeah. surgery. Is it is it variable, variable as to when we talk about that potential for mortality with trans people? And that's um, that statistic? I don't think that's been looked into, but certainly what there is, which is which I find quite fascinating, is what is protective. In other words, what reduces your suicide risk. And the only surgery there that's been proven is facial feminization. So really, so facial feminization is one of those things which you know, would be great if it could be covered by, by, by government, absolutely, by, by Medicare. And I suppose it partly just re-emphasises that it's societal stigma that causes the, the stress. And so once you can reduce that, mm. um, it's I, all good. I'm going to speak from my own perspective, from my own experience. So for me, facial surgery made a hell of a difference. Mm. It made me a lot more comfortable within myself and just living out going and, and doing my normal life. See, for me, my uh, I guess I've been dealing with my own face. I'm happy with my face. I mean, of course, I mean, if I could get something done, you know. But you're cute anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. But <laughs> for me, it's for me, it's top surgery because for me, I can't wear certain things or certain clothing. Yeah. And, and when I do take off my clothes, I'm standing there and I'm going, okay, I just look like an overweight man with yeah. man boobs. Well, for, so. me, for me, top surgery as well is also something as well. So I think this is quite common with lots of trans people. Hmm. But anyway, look, i tell you what. Sadly, we have run out of time. Oh. We, we have run out of time. But so I was having fun. I know, but Yako needs to go home. Fine. He needs to go home. Look, Yako, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us tonight. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Will you come play with us again soon? Absolutely. Definitely. You can oh. come play with us anytime you like. This is your first time on radio. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> really? Are we that bad? Sweaty palms. <laughs> really? In a couple oh. weeks, and in, in sure, in a couple weeks' time, he'll be playing in your head. So He's, that's all right. He probably will be actually. <laughs> I, no, will, I will get my revenge. You, know, you are going overseas in a moment for the WPATH conference, and then you'll be back, and then you're probably getting get inside my head. So. <laughs>
You are listening to Transpositions. Hi, this is Dami Im. Support Joy, Joy, Joy 94.9 by becoming a member. Call 1-300-JOY-949 now. Joy 94.9. That is the end of the show, unfortunately. It is. It is. It's gone really quickly. So, look, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really have appreciated you spending that hour calling up and listening to us and downloading apps and big shout out to Katie and all those other people who are out there listening to us for the first time well we definitely will have Yucko back soon if you did miss tonight's show you can get us on our podcast you can download it via the app store on either both the Google and the TuneIn app or you can get us on the um, I, podcast I, app on the Apple I, store yeah iTunes yeah, store yep. uh, Transpositions are you looking forward get us on the Facebook page on yeah, well, Facebook is uh, facebook.com forward slash transpositions on joy obviously all one word of course because <laughs> It's a URL. And we're also Twits, which are on uh, TransPoseJoy949. Uh, we've got Instagram feed. We've got an Instagram feed as well. We've, Whatever the hell that is, I can't remember. We've also got, yeah. And we, yeah we've but if got, you want to get the whole back catalog of all of our shows, you can get us on joy.org.au forward slash transpositions. Yes. And we sometimes do post stories up there as well from time to time. There's actually something I want to write for someone. She's a comedian and she, she had this great <laughs> little comedy act about North Carolina, the biggest in the US. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Look, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm going to take you out. I do have some David Guetta and Nicki Minaj lined up. Nothing but the beat. You have been listening to Transpositions. See you guys next week. Good night. Good night.
just want you to father my young. I just want you to be my doctor. We gotta get a crack and chiropractor. I, 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 I. Shepard. Hi, it's Lee Koenigan. Hi, this is Melissa Katz. Hey, this is Anthony Kalia. Hey, this is Betty Who. Hey, this is Conrad Sewell. Hey, we're the Veronicas. Hey, this is Samantha Jade. Hey, I'm Shannon Noll. Hi, this is George Paris. Hi, this is Kate Sobrano. Hi, this is Dami Im. Hey, this is Georgia Moroder. Hey, this is Guy Sebastian. Hey, this is Ricky Lee. Hi, we're Little Me. Hey, guys, it's Johnny Ruffer here. This is Taylor Henderson. Hi, this is Gina G. Hi, Hi we're McBusted. Hey, everyone, this is Emily Williams. Hi, this is Gabrielle Aplin. Hi, this is Christine Anu. Kia ora, I'm Bick Runger. Hi, this is Casey Barnes. Hi, this is Cosmo DeVito. Hey, this is Georgia. And Caleb from Broods. Hey, this is Casey Donovan. Ciao, this is Patrizio Buane. Hi, we're Aqua. Hey guys, this is Adam Lambert, and you're inside the Sound Museum on Joy 94.9. Listen to the sound when you listen to the sound when you listen to the sound when you when you. Welcome to another Sound Museum on Joy 94.9, Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station. Coming to you live from Melbourne in Australia. 94.9 FM, joy.org.au if you're streaming us live around the world. Myself, Brian, and co-host Leo. G'day, Leo. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good? I'm good. Tuesday night, a bit cold outside. It is absolutely freezing out there. Some hot music tonight yes. to warm you up. Now, um, of course, you can stream us online, online at joy.org.au. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, Sound Museum 949. Now, tonight's show, Brian... A new Brisbane band, actually from the Gold Coast, actually. You've been listening to a podcast of Transpositions. Check out the program grid for the live show time at joy.org.au. And for more podcasts, head to joy.org.au forward slash transpositions. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.